They are Maggie. And they are Sean. And I have a question for you, Maggie. <sighs> Just spit it out of your goddamn mouth. Just say it. <laughs> are you ready, kid? I fucking guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more anger in this one. I know. <laughs> Because now I know it's coming, and I'm like, I just gotta accept it. There's nothing I can do to stop it, so I've just gotta... This does not spark joy. This does not spark joy in me, no. I just cleaned out, like, all of my drawers and got rid of everything that didn't spark joy. And I'm living a new life. I still have not watched that documentary I keep saying I'm going to. It's not a documentary. It's like a reality TV show. Mm, I haven't watched it yet. Marie Kondo goes from door to door getting rid of people's ugly shit. Sparking joy in their lives. Yeah, that's... that's Yeah, she's really nice. She's like the sweetest human being alive, probably. This is not a podcast about Marie Kondo. That's correct. That's correct. Unfortunately, we, we, might, we might do that in the future because I love her very much. <laughs> <laughs> But today, um, we watched a couple episodes of Spongebob, and we're going to bring to you, the listener, some uh, irreverent um, commentary on those episodes. <laughs> we watched... Um, we watched some episodes that made me want to throw my computer out the window. Exactly. The romance genre. Um, <laughs> we had one called Love That Squid. Is that a pun, or is that just, because I don't know. Most episodes, they try to be puns. I don't know if this is a reference to anything or not. Please just offer Squidward love. Just love him. The other one is Krusty Love. And so I want to start by saying, in Love That Squid, we have some new characterization for Squidward, in that he is now an incel. I don't know what that is. You're so lucky. Holy shit. <laughs> I've heard that, like, said before, and I've always been like, I should figure out what that means, and then I get oh my distracted. God. You should watch ContraPoints' video on incels, because it's really informative, <laughs> and it's, like, an hour long, but it's really good. Um, but it's basically, I think it started on Reddit, probably. That's where most horrible things start. Mm. But it's a... Reddit or 4chan. Yeah, it's, like... Take the red pill and discover the truth about <laughs> your 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 love life or whatever. And it's basically it basically Ugh. means involuntary celibate. They believe that they are genetically destined to be celibate for the duration of their lives. <laughs> and here we I know you can't see this listeners, but Sean has just receded into their shell. Um, it's sort of a death of the soul. <laughs> I'm in hell. <laughs> Why haven't we deleted 4chan off the internet? This bitch is Reddit. Why haven't we deleted Reddit off the internet? <laughs> it's for the best. We probably I thought should. they were the same website. I think they there's a large overlap. I'm not really sure about the minute differences there. But I think we sort of always knew it, but this episode really just, like, turned the subtext into text and just really 
like brought home that incel representation that we really need. <laughs> because we really needed it. We really needed that representation. Yeah, so we open with Squidward uh, reading a romance novel. Reading, like, the type of romance novels that I would find. Oh, yeah, it was definitely porn, also. <laughs> you know those, like, ten-cent romance novels written by people that I've... that are almost guaranteedly pen names? <laughs> guaranteedly. Because you don't, you don't want your name on something that saucy. That's like... That's like if a porn star were to use their real name. You just don't do that. I've honestly thought about doing this. Just like writing novels like this under a pen name. Yeah. <laughs> what, sexy ones? Mm-hmm. You should do it. I would support you. I'd read that shit. <laughs> right under a pseudo pen name. A pseudonym? Yeah, under a pseudonym. <laughs> we could write uh, penny romance novels. It's a living, maybe. I don't actually know how much you would make off of those. <laughs> but yeah, so Squidward's just, he's at work, behind the cash register, reading this porn novel with, like, pictures of mostly naked people on the cover. Uh, <laughs> with, like, the stereotypical... It's, like, two mostly nude people in a tender embrace... Both of them with, like, long flowing hair. And one of them with, like, very ripped abs. Exactly. We got Fabio and Fabio, but a girl. <laughs> Fabio and an anime girl. <laughs> but in squid yeah. form. Oh my god, yeah. So, a pair of customers approach, and they're about to order. And Squidward instructs them to read the sign, which says that he's on a break. Don't which, bother him. Yeah, which, if you're on a break, why are you still at your post? Really? Like, go to a break room. Go to the local, like, restaurant that's go, not the Grassy Crab. anywhere else. Anywhere that's not your place of business if you're on a break. So he instructs them to read the sign, and then they both confess that they never learned to read. But, like, one after the other, so they sort of... It's like a, the guy is like, oh, unfortunately, I never learned to read. And then the girl is like, really? Neither did I. And then <laughs> this reinforces their love and they walk away. They embrace and then walk away. Yeah. They're even more in love than when they started. So then another person enters and it's basically, it looks like Squidward, but wearing a wig. Like And like a nightgown. Yeah, you know, like how Minnie Mouse is just Mickey Mouse, but in a dress. It's like that. They weren't trying hard. They were not trying hard. It's like the laziest character design you could also, ever... Also, of course, they had to give her a chest. I know, it's so annoying. Like, none of the other female characters have, like, tits to speak of. Sandy, nothing going on. Uh, Mrs. Puff, nothing going on. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Puff is, like, shirtless. Yeah. It's because she's a fish. She doesn't have any titties. <laughs> they lay eggs. What is this? You must sexually objectify fish. So we learned that the sexual squid's name is Squilvia. 
which okay is it like a general rule that anybody like any squid has to have squid somewhere in their name i mean to be fair it's not just the squids like spongebob is called spongebob and he's a sponge mr krabs is called mr krabs and he's a crab patrick star it's a pretty universal uh thing sandy cheeks because she stores nuts in her cheeks that's what she said and i guess i think pearl's the only one that breaks the rule well pearl is still nautical yeah but it doesn't directly it doesn't directly tie to her being a whale no because mm-hmm. everything else directly ties to them they're like mm-hmm. um so squilvia as she's approaching the cash the cashier who is squidward She's commenting on the decor of the Krusty Krab, and she's like, hmm, minimalist or something. Yeah, <laughs> Love it. And... I adore the decor. And then Squidward comments, oh no, she's using fancy artistic language. And I'm like, is she though? <laughs> she's just saying words that are in most people's vocabulary. He's so desperate for love. That's true. He's very desperate at this point. Anyone who uses the word decor, they might as well be from France. It's automatically a six in his book, at least. <laughs> at least. Okay, so uh, she's approaching and Squidward hides and Spongebob uh, hides with Squidward and he's like, what's going on? Right? Why are we hiding? Yeah. So she's the only one who's the only one who is good enough for him, clearly. And also, she looks exactly like him, except wearing a wig, so they're obviously soulmates. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up to the menu, and she's like, what culinary delights <laughs> are hidden here for me? The vibe I'm getting is that she's, like, elitist, which is very much up Squidward's alley. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so Squidward attempts to speak with her, but is very bad at it. Um, So she's about to walk away because there's nobody taking her order. And so Spongebob sort of drives the dinghy, which I guess is a thing you can do. It's not just a decorative piece. He drives the dinghy to cut her off sort of violently and announces that Squidward wants to go on a romantic date with her because Squidward is unable to do this for himself because of his incel status. And Spongebob then just like sings his praises. Uh Uh-huh. How he's he's musical and he's artistic and he loves gardening and cooking and and then like Spongebob breaks into this like tearful... Like a soliloquy proclaiming his love to Squidward, it sounds like. Like, he starts tearing up. About how Squidward is just the most selfless, wonderful person that he's ever met. And that, like... Yeah. It would be an honor to her to be given a date with him. Yeah, and somehow she agrees to this. (laughs) And then she walks away without ever actually getting her food. Yeah. So... Spongebob was like, well, when's the last time that you went on a date? And 
Squidward thinks back, and it's just a picture of him, like, swing dancing? A black and white flashback, and they're, like, in flapper clothes, just sort of doing a weird... Sort of swing dance. Yeah. (laughs) Which really just dates Squidward. Yeah, like, how old are you, sir? (laughs) Did not realize you were over a hundred. I don't think that... Well, I guess the 20s are coming up on 100 years ago. Yeah. 2020's next year. We're already about to destroy the Earth. Yep. It's been fun while it lasted. Has it? <laughs> Relatively. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So the next bit we get is a little taste of that old classic transphobia. we've got Spongebob being like well of course you can have a practice date with me and so we get Spongebob uh, done up in a dress and lipstick and wig and I think he's supposed to have like fake boobs in but really it just looks like his nipples got a little cold and just <laughs> started poking out there. <laughs> he is doing his best. I'm sorry. He's doing his best. Yeah. And he puts on this just horrible sounding falsetto. Like, Spongebob is already speaking in a high voice, like, most of the time, because that's his natural speaking voice. And he just ups it for, like, no reason. Other than to appear more feminine, which he doesn't, because he already has a high voice. He just sounds more annoying. And Squidward, when he sees this, is just taken aback. Yeah. It's the old transphobia double take. It's the old... What? what? Man in a dress? What? That's not natural. Are you trying to carbon date it with this? I am. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is from 2011, so, like, get your shit together. I mean, that was, what, eight years ago? Yeah. Not great, guys. Like, get your shit together. Really? So, after Squidward takes the transphobic double take, um, SpongeBob's like, well, where's my flowers? Yeah. And every time there's a pause, Spongebob will, like, drop his voice and give Squidward a coaching tip. Yeah. Like, oh, you should always give a a lady flowers on a date. You can't just show up empty-handed. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, did you drop your, what was it, lip liner? Yeah, lip liner. And he, like, runs off, crashes through the window... Yep. of a flower store to buy some flowers and runs back and either what is record time or spongebob was taking just super long to find it you know maybe he was being a bro and just doing that on purpose to give him the time just taking extra long to find that lip liner maybe and so he gives him the flowers and he's like oh you shouldn't have he's like oh mm-hmm. but I did. And he's like, no, you shouldn't have. And then he sneezes all over Squidward. Oh, it's really gross. And like, 
So Squidward is just soaked, and there's the... like snot and tulip petals everywhere. Yeah, it's terrible. And he's like, "I'm allergic to tulips." And then Squidward like wipes his hand down his face, which and, like I wasn't sure if that was like part of the bit. Like he did that much research and knew that Squilvia was allergic to tulips, or SpongeBob himself was legitimately allergic to tulips. It was hard to tell. I know he's been gardening before, but I've never paid that much attention. Oh, I don't think anyone would have. I feel like that's just part of the bit. Yeah. There's a couple more goof-ups. Squidward gets in the car and is like, are you getting in? And Spongebob is like, a gentleman always opens the door for the lady, and so he does this. And then... Um, Spongebob attempts to buckle his seatbelt and Squidward is like I'll just do it for you even though Spongebob did not direct him to do this so I just assume that Spongebob is just really bad at buckling his seatbelt yeah this is part of the reason why he can't pass his driver's exam that's true he can never get on his seatbelt it's rule number one and this next bit was kind of funny but not really Spongebob is like, oh, before we go, I have to tinkle. And he runs inside and tinkles a bell. Like, there's just a gold bell that was sitting on a pedestal, and he, like, tinkles it. So it makes a tinkling sound. And then he runs back. And it's like, whew, thank goodness. I don't think I could have hold. I don't think I could have held it all the way to the restaurant. So, the... That that was just sort of dumb, and it's like, I kind of respect a really dumb joke, but at the same time, God, it was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was just st- stuck on, wow, this is just a really dumb joke. Yeah, like, <laughs> respect for really, really bad puns that don't have any points of them, but also, <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Then we get to, okay... Uh, Spongebob gives Squidward directions oh. to the <laughs> the eatery. He basically drives Squidward in a square. It's This is pretty good, too. It's just sort of like a stupid joke with no point, which is like, should inherently be bad, but I'm like, okay, I respect it for what it is. <laughs> so he's like, all right, you're going to take a left here, and then another another left here. Another left here, and one more left here, and we're there. <laughs> so yeah, they're back at where they started. And Squidward's just like, you're a real piece of work, aren't you? Which, <laughs> for some reason, that's that's what got me. <laughs> no, that Spongebob is like, finally, your first real compliment of the day. <laughs> delivery because god squidward has a great deadpan (laughs) next thing we see is them on the roof and like they're just sitting at this candlelit table and uh patrick is the waiter and he sort of starts hitting on spongebob in front of squidward which again i was like is this part of the bit where you're supposed to look out for the waiter hitting on your date Or was Patrick legitimately unaware that this was actually Spongebob? 
and was interested in pursuing him. See, I wonder that because at the end of the episode, like, he demands that SpongeBob takes him on a date. Yeah, so I don't really know. It's really difficult to determine Patrick's motivations. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, if it's either way, it sort of also does fuel into the whole um, gay panic thing where it's like, oh, I was gonna go for him. I was gonna date this woman, but then I found out she was actually a man. Whoa. You know, one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> so that's not good. Just inherently, that's bad. I distinctly remember, like, that being, like, an episode of some criminal investigation show. And then the Probably. Tra- and then the trans person being murdered. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens. That's, like, that's been used, like, in a court of law to defend murders, the gay panic thing. So, not great, SpongeBob. Yeah. Try again next time. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know how any of this is going to help me with my date, which is in five minutes. And he rushes down the stairs and yep, SpongeBob rushes after him and trips on his heel when he's trying to run down the stairs and yeah. crashes into Squidward, somehow loses everything except off. for his underwear and his socks. Yeah. Yeah. Still wearing lipstick, though. That didn't that didn't come off. Yeah. And, like, he's just like, I had more tips to give you before your date. And he just rips into Spongebob until he's, like, just a dent in the ground. Oh, yeah. He's, like, yelling at him, like, we're not friends. We've never been friends and we never will be friends or something like that. I don't know how many times he has to tell Spongebob this before that message comes through. Well, it's always sort of a sort of a ambiguous thing with Squidward cuz one episode he'll tell him he hates him another episode he'll be like, "I I've always sort of liked you, SpongeBob." <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. Mhm. And of course, he turns around and Squilvia is right there. Oh yeah, yeah. And he immediately assumes Oh, I guess since you saw me blow up like that, you're not gonna like me anymore because you were expected a level. You were expecting a level-headed, civilized guy, and then she's like, "Actually, a guy who can stand up for himself is pretty hot, or whatever." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she like grabs him by the arm and just like drags him off somewhere. She's like, "Let's go eat." And I want to say that the whole thing of Spongebob running after Squidward, sort of dramatically asking him to stay so he can keep helping him, it's sort of, I mean, I know this was definitely not what they were going for and probably not what they, like, not even the primary interpretation of this, but, like, it's sort of, like, reminded me of, like, a scene where, um, like, the person who has a crush on the other person is like, don't go to the person you really like like a love triangle sort of situation you know what i mean hmm like it sort of reminded me of that dynamic yeah i suppose it could come across like that 
Because uh-huh. I feel like it's sort of a trope to have, like, um, a guy and his, um, I don't know, sort of female best friend be like, okay, just pretend I'm the girl you like, and then they'll do, like, a weird drawn-out thing that's obviously a fantasy for the uh, nerdy best friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, but it always ends up with the guy going back to the nerdy best friend. Yeah, but not in this one, obviously, because no. gay. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day. I mean, SpongeBob is going to be on the air long enough that every cartoon has to have gay people in it. <laughs> what did you say in the first episode? They're going to keep kicking this dead horse until it stops spitting out cash. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I figured out. That's a Bo Burnham thing. That's a thing that Bo Burnham said. So I can credit credit to the original artist, who is Bo Burnham. Nice. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, so assuming that SpongeBob continues for all time, then they have to have an episode with a gay character in it. Eventually. Eventually. Like, that's just how time works. Even Disney caught up before Nickelodeon did. Like, catch up. Come on. I know. Cartoon Network, Disney Channel. They got your ass, Nickelodeon. Come on. Get with the program. I want a homosexual sponge. And I want it now. (laughs) You want to see... Nipples on a homosexual sponge. <laughs> Maybe I do. I, I almost, I almost commented on, I almost included that in my comments. And your comments on what? On your, uh, your script. <laughs> you wanted to see a homosexual sponge? No, that I didn't see any sponge nipples. Oh yeah, next time. <laughs> Just like even in like the corner i'll include that in an edit in a future draft (laughs) good okay uh i'm gonna have to rate this episode a zero because there was too much gay panic for me to support it in any way there was just too much of that shit going on yeah like at one point in the episode i had to just like i like physically backed away from my computer because it's it's bad (laughs) yeah it was about the time where, like, I knew Squilvia was, like, behind him and he was going off and I'm just like, I Fuck, have to, yeah. I have to back away. I can't, yeah. I can't deal with this. Because the whole time he was going off on Spongebob, Spongebob was like, Squidward, you're gonna wanna, Squidward, you're gonna wanna stop and you just know, you just know she's right behind him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm right there with you on this zero. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't. This is our first, like... Not only my first zero, but our first unanimous zero on an episode, I believe. Yeah, I just, there's not really any redeeming qualities of this episode. No? It's just, I mean, there were those two really dumb jokes, but they are far, they are far, like, overshadowed by They're the horrible, like horrible transphobia. The by the transphobia. I'm not here for that shit today. <laughs> not right now. It's not funny right now. <laughs> not right ever. Not ever. Not then, not now, not never. Not here for that shit. That's a zero to incel Squidward. Yeah. 
I'm glad we agree. Oh, zero what's out of what's. Um, there was there was no iconic thing in this episode even. Zero shitty romance novels. That's good. Zero shitty romance novels out of ten shitty romance novels. Excellent. Because this was not this was not a romance novel. No, this was a hate this novel. Was... Yeah. About my hatred. <laughs> this was just me being angry. Basically. Alright, so <laughs> the next episode has far less problematic elements. Uh, <laughs> crusty love. Though it's uh, not... It, it's it far still from... had some problematic elements. <laughs> okay. Featuring... But they were our funny. Most hated problematic <laughs> character. Our, our most hated character, Mr. K. And our <laughs> I think our most loved character. And our most loved, Mrs. Puff. The fact that they try to form a union between our most hated and our most loved is sort of blasphemous to me. It's like yeah. Satan and God like going on a date. <laughs> That's quite the comparison. Well, I said blasphemous, and then I started thinking of, like, the Bible and shit. All right. Let's say if Voldemort and Harry Potter went on a date, does that make it a little a little more palatable? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just imagining them going on a date. I'm just imagining them putting their differences aside for a little bit and going on a date. Like, what would they do? what would they talk about so you killed my parents how was that what were my parents like did you meet them before you killed them (laughs) how's your school going Uh uh-huh so you have a pet snake i have a pet owl let's discuss (laughs) oh god so we both speak parcel tongue (laughs) where did you learn parcel tongue oh my god they would both try to be that annoying guy on the date who speaks a foreign language to impress the other one (laughs) speaking to the waiter in parcel tongue (laughs) yes i would like the the S'il vous plaît. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that would... Whew. I'm going to write a fan fiction about that right when we're done. <laughs> Wait, no, there's it probably already exists. Never mind. Right next to my Dumbledore Snape fan fiction. <laughs> Snumbledore. I, like, accidentally stumbled upon that the other day. How do you accidentally stumble upon Snumbledore? The one that I wrote. Oh, that. Okay, I thought you meant someone else's. Okay. I was cleaning out my Google Drive, and I, like, accidentally opened it. That's so good. A lot of tension there. (laughs) You think? Yeah. The two worst characters in the whole Harry Potter series. Yeah, but I don't understand why I put so much sexual tension there. (laughs) Well, honestly, without the sexual tension, what else would there be? They both hate each other. Really? God, they hated each other so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, anyway. Crusty Love. We open with 
Mr. Krabs doing a beautiful cross stitch in his office of a $1 bill. Which I thought was a nice, relaxing... I also thought it was nice. He has a hobby. We don't. We rarely get to see this side of Mr. Krabs. Something other than his money-grubbing self. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And then it was immediately spoiled when he sniffs the air, and then he runs out into the main restaurant and discovers that the cash register is short by one penny and he just sort of dissolves into tears i guess we had our one moment of sweetness and then we then we were back to this shit huh yeah we can't let people think that he might be decent for a second yeah, it's like the overture for what we are about to see of him being sweet and then him being terrible mm-hmm. ad infinitum. Uh, so after this horrible thing happens, another horrible thing happens. He says, who is that scrumptious, curvy cutie? And <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> it just made my skin crawl when he said it. I know. It. It's like... Anyone saying that would make me go, ew, the fact that Mr. Krabs said it makes me want to die. Uh, <laughs> Just and... made some part of me shrivel up. Yeah. Some... God. I didn't know that part existed, but now it just like, Just now like... I'll never know what part it was. It just shriveled up and died. Oh, oh Mr. Krabs fucks? Does Mr. Krabs <laughs> oh, fuck? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to incite that reaction in you. <laughs> There was just a physical response in my heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. You looked like you were dying. I was. <laughs> anyway, so Mr. Krab says, "Who is that like scrumptious a fight or flight response?" That I just know. In I my saw chest. you. You were definitely leaning towards flight. <laughs> you like jumped two feet in the air and like. Push yourself backwards. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'll never much. talk about that again. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> okay. 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 If you have to for whatever you were going to talk about, then that's fine. <laughs> no, I was not going to talk about... The act of sexual intercourse. <laughs> okay, so after after Mr. Crab says scrumptious, curvy, cutie, SpongeBob says, "Oh yeah, that is a good-looking Krabby Patty," <laughs> <laughs> which sort of um, invites a comparison that the way that men objectify women is literally she's like a piece of meat to him. Which is, like, gross. Don't like that. But then Mr. Krabs is like, no, I'm talking about the cutie holding the patty. And we pan out, and it's Mrs. Puff. And um, Spongebob has the hookup because she's his driving teacher, and so he offers to introduce them. And then, similar to the episode we just watched in Love That Squid, uh, Mr. Krabs... Yeah. There's like something in there that made me sort of laugh. He's like, uh, I forget what he said. Like, oh, 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 I'm not dressed for Mi- this. 
oh yeah yeah and he's not dressed for this to meet her and they just sort of have a very detailed shot of, of like his fly down his shirt like unbuttoned and torn and like looks like he's just been dumpster he's got diving. like stubble and stubble and okay no but the funniest part is that i forgot this this is very important spongebob says that's mrs puff my driving teacher and very <laughs> yeah exactly very dejected mr crab says mrs puff oh she's married um and spongebob says no she's not so he goes, what happened to Mr. Puff? And we do a sort of flash to a realistic... Uh, puffer fish. Deceased puffer fish who has been made into... A lamp. A lamp. And a human hand reaches out and turns the lamp on. And then we go back to Spongebob saying, she doesn't like to talk about it. I want to know the story of Mrs. and Mr. Puff. It adds a lot of nuance and backstory to Mrs. Puff's character, actually. The fact that she is a widow. And her fear of death. God, there's gotta be just a wealth of lore there. I just need to know more. Yeah. I'm gonna write fanfiction about it after this. <laughs> I'll read it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so we get to uh, them being introduced. Except Mr. Krabs is sort of... Mr. Krabs is sort of like having a stroke or something because he is suddenly incapable of speech, uh, which is uh, similar to uh, in Love That How Squid. Squidward acted. Just totally not able to speak. Actually, Squidward, he kept just sort of freezing. It was like he had the Petrificus Totalis curse on him, and he just sort of froze up and fell over like a fell statue. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Mr. Krabs is uh, capable of movement, of movement, but his words come out as garbled nothings. Like, I'm going to try to imitate it, and it's going to be unpleasant to hear, but I've warned you. He goes sort of like... You know, like that. Was that, was that accurate? Pretty what accurate. You say? Thank You're you. Pretty accurate. Thank you. I tried my best. And so, and so Mr. Krabs is doing this and really, really frightening the hell out of Mrs. Puff. As you would. As you would, yeah. If a man who looked the way he did, as we were previously shown, began doing that, I would call the police, to be honest. I would call someone at the very least. Yeah. I would call the manager, but he is the manager. <laughs> So Spongebob attempts to interpret this for her, and he says, I think he wants to hit you with a rake. No. Try to guess your weight. (laughs) I think we both laughed at that. (laughs) It was really good. Um, And then he says, wait, no. He wants to take you on a date. And Mr. Krabs just sort of smiles relieved that he finally got that message across even though it's not he should not be relieved in any way and he just sort of falls over at that point and she's like is that true do you really want to take me on a date yeah and he's like if you'll have me and she's like well i'll tell you what i think 
And she says, you have a way with words. <laughs> and we both laughed at that too, for sure, because I wrote that down. <laughs> well, that's one way of putting that. So she was apparently highly turned on by all of that. Which, I mean, chase your bliss, I guess. Yeah, chase your bliss if you just want to hear like a disheveled man shouting at you like incomprehensibly threatening you yeah (laughs) i mean if she's into that then yeah (laughs) i mean yeah yeah so he takes her on a date and i think the one we both laughed at because he like takes her to this fancy restaurant and like very fancy there's like she's getting foot rubs in between meals and like there's imported music oh yeah, yeah which yeah. it flashes over to a guy playing piano and it's a scuba diver yeah like a realistic looking scuba diver like because they just filmed a real guy playing the piano it was really good <laughs> she's carried away yeah to like her private a limousine, limousine. But he calls her like, oh yeah, my prickly plum or something, right? No, I think he called her like something prickly. No, he called her like my little lobster pimp or something like that. Lobster pimp? I think so, because I commented on it. No, he definitely said like prickly something. At some point he said that, but I'm pretty sure he said something lobster something well she is not a lobster so that doesn't make sense neither is he but he was spewing out all sorts of pet names that didn't make any sense that is true and i heard lobster pimp yeah sure i mean whatever floats your boat (laughs) (laughs) sure uh and but the important part is that next mr krabs gets the bill and it is 100 dollars, which is pretty good for all that yeah, I mean, to my, like, adolescent brain, I was like, $100? That's so much money. I don't make that much in a year. <laughs> I have never seen $100. I've never owned $100 before. So that's just an astronomical amount. <laughs> uh, but nowadays, I'm like, yeah, $100, that seems actually too cheap for what he got. <laughs> yeah. And it was too cheap because uh, the actual bill was $100,000, which is... Which, holy shit. Holy shit. I've never had $100,000, so that's just like when my baby brain was trying to comprehend $100. (laughs) So apparently, Mr. Krabs is a sugar daddy. Oh yeah, for sure. That's his true form. That's what he was meant to be. And I guess I just need Mr. Krabs to be my sugar daddy. You can do better than that. I mean, probably. But... <laughs> we can all do better than that. <laughs> Whatever gets that tuition that those student <laughs> loans paid off. True. Okay. Um... So then we have Mr. Krabs vow that he is not going to spend any money on his next date, but he needs SpongeBob to, like, watch over and make sure that he does not do any money spending. 
Which, in my mind, it made more sense for SpongeBob to just take his wallet and then stay home. Yeah, that's what I was also thinking. But then we wouldn't have his story. <laughs> so yeah. they had to... That was a plot contrivance. Or, like, Mr. Krabs could have left his wallet at home or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. You could sort of interpret it as, like, he never intended to not spend money, but he just wanted someone to blame it on besides himself. So you could sort of interpret yeah, it that Mr. way. Krabs is a piece of shit. He is indeed a piece of shit. <laughs> so, um, we get to Mrs. Puff's house. And they've sort of been doing this sort of hand movement all along, which I didn't understand as a kid, and I sort of assumed that one day when I was older I would understand it. But they go, Miss Mrs. Puff, she's this, and they do like a finger movement. They like move their fingers in a circle to indicate that she's a circle, as opposed to a triangle or a square. So, do you know what those, like, shapes mean? Because I still don't know. If you know, put it in the comments below this video. Because <laughs> yeah. we refuse to look it up. Yeah, because I had assumed it'd be something sexual in nature. Yeah, like, she's a, like, she's curvy. Like, she's round and curvy. Is that, I don't know. I assumed, I'd, I'd also assumed that I would get it once I was an adult, and I just... I don't get it still. Maybe when I'm a super adult and I'm she's like... She's not the Illuminati and she's not Spongebob. <laughs> so... This is true. So she must be a circle. <laughs> so obviously she's a she's, circle. She's uh, the circle of life. She's a c- circle. She's the... She's Lion King. Yeah, she's the Lion King. She's the king of the lions. Cool. But yeah, so we get to <laughs> Mrs. Puff's house, and um, Mr. Krabs says that SpongeBob is going to be their personal assistant for the day, which is sort of diminutive for him. Um, and she says, excuse me, I have to call my insurance agent. <laughs> he tortures this woman. Yeah. SpongeBob and that does. was like, okay, I, I'm not in love with the idea of Mr. Krabs and Mrs. Puff going on a date, but I like it a lot more than Squidward and, like, one-off Squidward, female Squidward clone going on a date, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if Squidward were to go on a date with someone that we recognized, like, an already established character, I would have found that much more interesting. Yeah. Like, if Squidward went on a date with Sandy, I would fucking hate that, <laughs> obviously. They're not good together. But at least I would care a bit more about Sandy than with this, like, forgettable female Squidward. You know yeah, what I mean? because, I mean, we already know Mrs. Puff. She has volume, and we're yeah. interested in her storyline. Yeah, I already care a lot about Mrs. Puff. I don't give a shit about Squilvia. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And that's just... So many cartoons do this, where they just introduce, like, a one-off character, where they could have such, like, richer character interactions, and build a lot more off of just using their existing characters. Yeah. So that pissed me off. And just the idea of, like, a female version of an existing character, like, exactly the same in in every way, except female, is just really disturbing to me. (laughs) Except with long hair and boobs. Yeah, I know. Like, 
how are we going to give this male character a female love interest? What will she look like? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Let's just slap boobs on that bad boy. Just clip art some hair and Yeah. They did the same thing in the new How to Train Your Dragon movie where they just took um Toothless and they made they like gave him softer features and different color. Boom. Love interest. I just remember them doing that with Lilo and Stitch. That was so bad. Oh my god. How to give Stitch a love interest. Let's make a pink one. With like longer and antennae and Yeah, and a shapely shapely figure. God. I hate it. I know you do. Put in the effort. They will not. That requires effort. But okay, so obviously Mr. Krabs still wants to buy Mrs. Puff a lot of luxury items. And so he makes SpongeBob do it. Like the first thing is, um, he needs flowers. He don't just show up to a woman's doorstep without any flowers. And so he yells at SpongeBob, basically verbally abuses him. And so SpongeBob brings back the flowers and Mr. Krabs' demeanor just flips and he's like, I told you not to get me any expensive things. I told you not to spend any money. Don't you listen? And she comes out the door and he's like, oh, I brought you these flowers. I know. And here's your box of chocolates. I know. So basically, he has just got Spongebob to be his lackey that he yells at for no reason. (laughs) Because this goes Mm. back and forth for a while. Until... She is just, like, covered in items. Yeah, I'm she's sure... on, like, a four-poster bed. She's wearing a big fur coat and uh, slippers. And a sun hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... And I'm sure these are just things that came up in, like, casual conversation that he's just jumped to conclusions and things that she needs. Yeah. And eventually, uh, SpongeBob just sort of snaps, and he's like... You told me not to spend any money. We're not talking about this. And he does a square. We're not talking about this. And he does a triangle shape. We're talking about this. And then he just, like... He keeps drawing squiggly lines until the screen is completely blacked out. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting and cool visual. I'm a fan of that. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Krabs turns it back on him. And he's like, well, it's not my fault that you're loose with other people's money. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like I was I was just But at some point he actually does apologize. He's like, I'm sorry, I promise I won't do it again which I was like, at least he's trying. But then he just immediately turns back and keeps doing it over and over again anyway. Mm-hmm. And until we get to the point where he's actually begging SpongeBob, please, Mrs. Puff really needs this this time. And he's just on the ground crying, pathetic. And so just in an attempt to cheer him up, Spongebob brings in, like, a washing machine. (laughs) Because she really needs a washing machine. And then immediately turns on him, obviously. And then in the same breath, like, do you think she'll need a dryer with that? (laughs) And then Spongebob just snaps and, like, Mm -hmm. cusses. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh my god. 
Mrs. Puff opens up a dictionary and looks up one word and it's just like, she oh blushes. my goodness. She yeah. blushes. And we just oh, flash so back to Mr. Krabs, who's just mouth on the floor. Honestly, as... good for SpongeBob. Good for yeah. him. SpongeBob just walks away, like, talking to himself and fuming. Honestly, that's empowerment. Just mm-hmm. curse out your boss. <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> I've come close. Ooh, so close. <laughs> so she's like, I don't need all this stuff, you know. I think in the future it's best that we just go Dutch. Which I didn't know what that meant until Sean told me. Which it's just like to pay your own separate ways. Yeah, on a like date. split the check. Yeah. Yeah, so she actually gave him money and he was like he was like in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I know when I was a kid, I thought that like at the end of this episode, she was saying like, you know, we're just not meant for each other, and I'd rather just like you thought that go was our what separate going ways. Dutch meant? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't until recently that I, like past couple years that I've heard the term and like found out what it meant. Yeah, which sort of opens up like a lot of questions <laughs> like are they still together yeah that's what i was about to ask occasionally going out it's i don't know like are they dating and see well it wouldn't be secret because they were very public about it but are the, is it like secret to the audience just like going are they on behind each other? the scenes we don't mention it again they're just casually <laughs> going out sometimes casually they've been a couple for like six years yeah exactly. but we're not gonna mention it right right it's like when Dumbledore is gay, but it wasn't important to the story, so they don't mention it. Dumbledore's gay, but we're just not going to mention it ever in any of the movies that come out. Yeah, Mr. Krabs is straight, but we're not going to mention that. It's not relevant. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I know, I know. I'm so tired. Like, they had so many opportunities in the new Fantastic Beasts movie to just drop that, and they didn't. It was just hinted at, sort of subtextually explored, but they can't just outright be like, yeah, I fucking love that guy. (laughs) I fucked him a lot when we were kids. (laughs) Why do that when you can just say it in a tweet and then... I know. Then be praised for representation. And then never actually use representation in any of your media. So how would you rate this one? Off screen, I would say it's like, I don't know, a five. But in representation, (laughs) I would say it's like, hmm. I don't know. I don't actually know how to rate this. I've got like real mixed feelings on this one. Hmm. I'm really annoyed with how, like, I love Mrs. Puff, but like, I hate Mr. Krabs. Yeah, the fact that it gave Mr. Krabs a happy ending, that's going to go against it. We hate him. I'm going to go ahead and give it a six because SpongeBob did curse out Mr. Krabs and that was very good. Yeah. So we sort of got what was coming to him there. Yeah, I think I would give it about a five. Yeah. What would it be? Five scrumptious curvy cuties out of ten scrumptious curvy cuties. 
you didn't come up with anything before I did, so... I came up with the romance novels. You did. So now it was my turn. Okay. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Please, if you have not already, follow us on Twitter at BobsNobsPod. Drop us a rating. Tell us how you really feel. Don't just give us a five stars because you feel obligated to. I promise I won't yell at you if you give us (laughs) three or even four stars. (laughs) If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hi, you could always email us at joycorppresents at gmail.com at (laughs) gmail.com Because we are not professional enough to have our own website. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know how to run that shit. <laughs> I can barely keep Twitter functioning. That's going to do it for us this week. Catch us two Sundays from now. No, two Saturdays from two now. Two Saturdays from now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as always, fuck Mr. Krabs. Fuck Mr. Krabs. Fuck Mr. Krabs.